Welcome to Filled with His Love in 2023. It's a new year, and I want to welcome the new year by launching a new season for this podcast. I've titled this season, Covenantal Love, Insights from the New Testament. Yes, I will still focus on relationships, attachment, and love in this podcast, and I will share insights from research when I feel impressed, but I will draw primarily from the New Testament as we are doing this year in Come Follow Me. I realize there are a number of fine Come Follow Me podcasts, and I am not attempting to mimic them in any way. This podcast has one purpose, to help us draw closer to God and to others, to deepen and strengthen our relationships, both human and divine. When I began thinking of Season 3, I reviewed some of the weekly lessons in Come Follow Me. I wondered to what extent there would be emphasis on relationships in each of the books of the New Testament. I was actually astounded at how easy it was to find that focus in this marvelous book of Scripture. But I shouldn't have been surprised to find such a focus. After all, the first and second commandments are relationship commandments, and as the Scriptures say, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. We might call them the love commandments, with the word love all in caps. But the word love connotes so many things, especially as it has been misused in modern culture. The first two commandments are not addressing the word love in the common everyday way. These two commandments are talking about the kind of love that is tied to covenants, covenantal love, as President Nelson has called it, love that is backed up by sacred commitments we make to God and He makes to us. I've mentioned the Hebrew word hesed before, H-E-S-E-D, in this podcast, and I'll mention it again. It's the centerpiece of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's our reason for being, and that's why all other laws are subordinate to it. Everything we do in the restored church of Jesus Christ leads us closer to that covenantal love, that hesed, or love mixed with mercy, Mercy for ourselves, for others, and from God. And remember, that Hebrew word, hesed, appears 300 times in the Hebrew Bible, and only 30 times in the King James Version, because it doesn't translate very well. The English uh, translation usually is loving kindness. I want to share a few excerpts from Carrie Muelstein's book, God Will Prevail. I even like the title of this book. I like the content, of course, but I really like this title. President Nelson has asked us to let God prevail, and Carey tells us in the title of his book that God will actually prevail. All we need to do is make and keep sacred covenants. Here's how he explains the centrality of love in that covenant-making and covenant-keeping. So this is from his book, uh, God Will Prevail. Quote, while we have previously discussed this, we cannot explore how to be true covenant keepers without again reviewing the heart of our covenantal obligations. The great obligation under the covenant is to keep the commandments. The Savior pointed out that the crux of all the commandments is to love God and love our neighbor. Our desire to keep all other commandments and the reason for and way we do keep them falls into place based on these two great commandments. 
The covenant path is a path of love. I like that lesson. We talk about the covenant path and view people having ordinances, uh, experiencing ordinances in the gospel, but really the covenant path is a path of love. I've titled my book, of course, Filled with His Love. Carrie reminds us that true happiness comes when we are consumed with that love. In his words, quote, Still, the greatest joy we will ever experience is when we are consumed with a love of God. This should not be surprising. God is not trying to help his children become beings with a perfect capacity to feel loved. He's trying to help us become beings with a perfect capacity to love. That is the higher ideal, and hence it will lead to the higher joy." End quote. There's an undeniable relationship between our capacity to feel love and our capacity to give love. We know that when children or young adults or older adults feel unloved, their capacity to love is reduced. So we need both, but I agree with Carrie that our main goal on earth is to learn how to love more fully, more deeply, more completely. This capacity doesn't come from reading one chapter of scripture or attending a sacrament meeting or even attending once in the temple. It's a lifelong goal, a lifelong process, and we need to acknowledge that the world is fighting against us all along the way, all along this covenant path, as we try to increase our capacity to love. The world is often dragging us down, making us think we are weak, that we are flawed, that we can't rise up and keep these first two commandments. Loving God with all of our heart, might, mind, and strength is a pretty powerful kind of love, but it's the most important aim of mortality, and we can never lose sight of it. I was looking at past episodes in this podcast the other day, and I noticed two episodes that were downloaded a lot. They were, quote, have you had an ACE, which is an adverse childhood experience, and the other one was called Extinguish Negative Self-Talk. Who knows exactly why one episode is downloaded more often than another. Maybe listeners didn't know what an ACE, or an adverse childhood experience, was, so they wanted to find out. I don't know. But I'm assuming that a lot of people could remember some adverse childhood experience in their lives that may still be having a negative effect on them. And I know from my own review of research that the most common self-talk people have is negative. I've always found that interesting. We don't have a lot of self-talk telling ourselves that we can do it, that we're okay, that things are good. We have a lot of self-talk that is negative. So that's exactly why we all want to learn more about how to extinguish it and get rid of this self-talk. I mention these two episodes because I believe they typify the negative effects of the world. The effects that cause us to believe we cannot be consumed or filled with God's love, that we cannot love Him with all of our heart, might, mind, and strength. By the way, a wonderful, respected friend once explained his interpretation of what that phrase means in the scriptures. He said, quote, In its ancient origin, the word heart is synonymous with the word soul. In other words, the soul includes both our spirit and our body, and so does the word heart. It includes the word mind. 
In French, there's only one word for mind and spirit, esprit. So my view is that when the Lord says, with all your heart, might, mind, and strength, he's saying those words simply for emphasis. With all your heart, that means with all your whole soul, with every part of your being. And if you didn't get it the first time, I want to say it again with all your heart, your whole being. That's why we say wholehearted sometimes, end quote. So I'm looking forward to a new year, a new season for this podcast, and a new focus on how the New Testament can help us learn how to grow our capacity to love, so that every day of the year we can love God and His children a little bit more, and be filled a little bit more with His love for us. It comes just a little at a time. But it needs to come for us to have the kind of experience in mortality that we need to have. And because this love is a special kind of love, this covenantal love, Hesed, it will increase every time we make and keep our covenants, every time we experience them again with the sacrament or the temple, or even watching others accept these ordinances, that kind of love can keep increasing in us. I am convinced of that, and I'm sure you are too. And so my wish for you this coming year is that we can all have that covenantal love increase in us a little bit every day. I wish you the very best of New Year's and look forward to seeing you next time.